On Monday, January 5th, 2021, Robinhood, GameStop, and Reddit took Wall Street and media by storm. And the saga crossed multiple issues in relation to stocks, social media, and an American video game and gaming merchandise retailer. With March being Problem Gambling Awareness Month, it also asks the question, is the stock market gambling? While this has gained attention from a variety of people, we must also explore the impact it has on areas related to addiction, recovery, mental health, gaming, and gambling-related issues. Let's explore these issues on this episode of Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. My name is Andrew J. Schreier, and I am your host of Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. We talk about issues related to addiction, substances, recovery, mental health, treatment, gambling, counseling, gaming, pornography, and all these different areas related to the topics. Today's topic is a little different because of what has happened in recent events with Robinhood, GameStop, and Reddit. So what really happened? And I don't even entirely know all the full details. You know, right from the get-go, I'm going to tell you that I'm not a financial or stock market expert. Most importantly, I'm not here to be the expert about it. But by the end of the episode, I hope you see the importance of talking about it in the fields of addiction and recovery. So let's get a little recap of some of the events unfolding in this saga that happened. So it began after a group of retail traders you know, banded together, so to speak, in a Reddit forum and decided to invest in GameStop um, stocks in order to make money and kind of get back or stick it to like massive hedge funds. And it's been a long time since I've been in a GameStop. I still see the retail stores, but you know, last time I went to one, I was probably looking for a PlayStation 2 or GameCube video game. And apparently it's been a company that has been highly bet against for quite a while and one of the most highly bet against companies. So this is kind of where this group of retail traders decided to go the other way. And as a result, you know, shares of the video game and the electronics retailer jumped, you know, by something more than like 14,000% um, in that week before it dropped down to less than like a hundred dollars in the same week. And the group of small individual investors ended up apparently causing billions of dollars in losses for like well-funded financial firms who were betting against GameStop stock and Robinhood, which is an investing app that launched back in 2015. It's apparently very popular among millennials who make up a majority of its users and you can conduct a variety of investments for free. Robinhood was one of the primary tools for individuals investors who jumped on this GameStop GameStop roller coaster and they quickly became like the villain in this story and they shut shut it down and this started gaining attention from a lot of people. They were tapping credit lines, they had to raise new funds and it just became a huge fiasco and it drew attention from big, huge profile investors, uh, lawmakers got involved, you know, calling on regulators to intervene. So there, this was a huge thing that was going on and it's still going on. There was Congress was getting involved. 
So there's still a lot of unfolding of what has happened and what continues to happen. So why really talk about it? Why even bring up this issue? Is it just a topic to talk about because it's grabbed headlines? In a way, yes, because it grabbed my attention and not because of being involved in stocks or anything. So, you know, I I have someone that takes care of that for me. I have someone that I trust and utilize their services because I'm not an expert about stocks and trading. So if it's not, if it didn't grab my attention because of my own personal decision about stocks or investing, why did it grab my attention as far as someone who is a substance abuse counselor, mental health counselor, clinical supervisor, and someone with a gambling background as well? So there's three main points for why it's important to talk about this. And number one is March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. With the licenses and credentials that I have, one of them is the ICGC1, which stands for International Certified Gambling Counselor Level 1. Gambling has been something that I've, if you've listened to previous episodes, you hear me talk about and mention frequently. I have also been interested in gambling and helping those with problems with gambling and gambling use disorders for quite a long time. And whenever I've gone to a training, whenever I've gone to a class, whenever I've gone to some kind of education about it or awareness about it, one of the things that always gets asked is, is the stock market considered gambling? Is it a form of gambling? Do we consider that anyone who engages in the stock market to be gambling? And this always gets brought up and there's always things about it that there's never like a straight answer of yes or no, is it considered gambling? Because people do it professionally. There are people who this is their job. They do investment and they do very well at it. Um, So part of it is, is this a professional thing? Is it a different category when it's considered investing than it'd be gambling because of the stock market? So when you look at it, gambling is defined as risking money or something of value on a game, contest, or any other event of chance or skill. So when you look at that definition, I think what stands out is risking money and an event of chance or skill. So when you look at the stock market and things like day trading, there are differences and similarities. You know, when you look at something like investing, there's a lot of information and knowledge and skill that goes into it. You know, there's a lot that you can learn and there's resources, there's tools, there's all sorts of different ways that an individual or, or companies use to make, you know, smart decisions. Unlike investing though, there's only a, a limited amount of information that you can use while gambling. You know, you may be able to pick up some things or you might be able to learn some stuff and believe that you have like this edge. But that's very, very that's a cautious thing because one of that thing one of the things that we talk about is the gambler's fallacy and some of the things that we think or believe, even though it's not true. And that is something that even someone might think that they're on a hot streak or they're on a cold streak or they think they might know what number is going to come up next or if they keep playing, they'll win eventually 
and that's not entirely true. But with gambling, there's a lot of information that becomes limited. But with investing, you know, you can, that's where it's different. You know, there's a, a plethora of information about the companies that people choose to invest in, you know, through like online forums, there's stock analysis reports, there's company filings, and just a whole bunch of things that people can learn about and make wise decisions about. You know, gamblers are almost blind to any inside information that can help them get an edge on their competition. There's things that they don't know about or really aren't going to know about. But both involve risk, and each looks to maximize profit. In a way, though, when you look at investing is not necessarily gambling, and gambling is not investing. And each plays a role in our society. For someone who thinks that they are going to gamble as part of their investing, that's where I see a lot of people in trouble. I see a lot of people who become desperate. I see a lot of people who are trying so hard to win, but they are in positions where they are doing very, very poorly with their finances. Now, gambling in the markets is often shown in people who do it mostly for that similar thing. Like they're looking for like an emotional high they receive from the excitement and action of the markets. That sounds like action gambling. Relying on emotion or a must win to create profits rather than trading in like a, um, you know, a, a tested system or a way that is, you know, done methodical, you know, indicates that someone is gambling in the markets and they're not likely going to succeed over the course of many trades. So when all of a sudden that emotional pull comes in, when all of a sudden someone's looking for like this excitement or this high or this must win, we are seeing more of like a gambling behavior and the method that they're using is stock markets. So you have to really look at it that when you are engaging in something that there is risk that is a form of gambling. Now you could take this for a wide range outside of money and you can say we do a lot of things on an everyday basis where there is a risk of money or value based on like chance or skill. You know, you could say you know, we gamble every time that we drive and, and stuff like that. So you have to accept that you are in an activity where the odds are not necessarily in your favor at all times and that the unique characteristics of trading make it essential that you have good protection and risk control, you know, mechanisms and that you're using proper services, that you are getting knowledge, education, that you're utilizing professionals, that it's not a game because one of the words that you hear of is that you know when you play the stock market well that that sounds a little bit more of like the gambling side you know those who play the stock market hope to become rich but they're more likely to become poor that's because playing the stock market which is like a frequent buying and selling is very similar to like kind of playing roulette and compulsive trading can lead to having a gambling problem or gambling use disorder. So although many people agree that obsessive stock market trading, which is you know like day trading, is a form of gambling, most consider it harmless. And that depends on the impact it has. For some people, they can afford to lose 
significant amount of money and it's not going to impact them. But there are people who they are spending any money that they can or whatever money they have to try and win, you know, in that must win situation. That's not how the stock market plays out in the long term. One of the quotes that I found in doing some of the reading about it was, it's really great that this is getting more people interested in in investing, which was in relation to this whole Robinhood, Reddit, and GameStop. But don't confuse investing with gambling. Putting your life savings into GameStop or DoggyCoin or AMC, hoping you'll get rich, is a horrible idea. Smart investing takes decades. To be honest, it can be boring. So that's intriguing because it talks about that it's not about this thrill and rush and a quick thing or a fast thing or you know it's more of it takes time it's it's boring it's not really that fun but you shouldn't be pumping you know whatever money you have or all the money you have or life savings into something where you're hoping for a quick and fast you know turnaround you know like an instant win you know, that, that's more of like that instant gratification that I hear so often with substance use and gambling in, in those areas. Another quote that I found was, chasing the squeeze is like buying a lottery ticket. And that came from a, a chief investment strategist. Said, you might profit, but you also might lose everything. This type of speculative trading is more about luck and less about skill. So... Again, we're we're hearing terms and talking about things that are in relation to like gambling, lottery ticket. You might profit, but you might lose everything. And then we hear it's more about luck and less about skill. You know, those are things that remind me of gambling. Those are things that I hear about when I'm working with people who are having issues and problems with gambling. So, you know, right from the get-go... There's differences, there's similarities, but you can easily get crossed over into now I'm gambling in, I'm gambling with investing, but I can be investing. It doesn't mean that I am caught up in gambling as much as someone else might be, but you can already see there's like this inner connection between the two where it can be, depending on the person, you know, the individual it's very easy for someone to get confused about it, right? Like it's it's so easy for someone to not think that they're gambling, they think they're investing. So we got to pay attention to those similarities and those differences and which one am I leaning towards when I'm doing this. Now the second point to bring up is the connection with substance use and mental health. And that the initial connection with this was because of my interest in gambling and how there are some similarities and differences, which we just talked about. But shortly after this happened, I started having clients and patients come to my office and talk to me about getting into quote unquote investing overnight. So now all of a sudden they saw the headlines. They heard people talking about it. They saw social media posts, and now they are starting to get involved. I had patients and clients now suddenly talk to me about getting on these apps and making investments, purchasing Bitcoin and doing all this stuff that before they weren't doing and had no clue of, but they heard 
that this was a way to get money. This was a way to, you know, do well financially. And they quickly hopped on it in a very fast amount of time. I have nothing against investing. As a matter of fact, I believe more attention needs to be given to people with substance use and mental health when it comes to finances. But that's a whole other topic for future discussion, exploration. So I am not against investing, but it's concerning when I see patients and clients engaging in something that is risk-taking and they appear to be impulsive about it. They do not know much about it. They are not doing their research. They are not seeking professional services and they are quickly jumping into it. You know, I pay attention to what they are saying, their thinking, their reasoning for doing it, how excited they are about it, how they respond if all of a sudden they aren't making money, how preoccupied they are by it, you know, how often they're talking about it and bringing it up in session, you know, as well as how it is impacting them overall. And, you know, I've heard people, you know, talk about putting away, you know, money they've just made or a little bit of money they've been able to save and put it into investing like this. And I've heard people talk about, you know, their plans. If they get stimulus money, for example, they're going to put it into money to invest. And these are people who are in situations that they're struggling with bills. They're struggling with finances. They're struggling paying rent and paying for other things because of their their current job situation. So it's concerning to me that all of a sudden they hear about this. They're caught up in the storm of this saga. And all of a sudden they want to kind of quickly, impulsively jump in on it because they think it's a way to get like a quick fix on their finances. So... It's concerning, you know, to hear clients and patients talk about that. And in in doing some of my research and reading articles, I mean, look at some of the quotes I found that kind of just shows this connection with stocks and even things like drug use. You know, there's one that says both have both have let their desire for a steady jolt of adrenaline. You know, that's something that would be concerning to me for someone who works with people in substance use, that this is becoming a new sort of, you know, that adrenaline spike, that it's about an emotional thing. That's about something that they might be missing or wanting. That's not necessarily something that they're doing it for a financial reason. Another one came from a 20-year-old in a New York Times article that, quote, it's risky as hell, but holy cow, it's almost like getting a high. Some will pour more. Some will pour in more and more money to chase the dopamine of higher and higher returns. That to me speaks that it's not just about money. It's not just about finances. This isn't about investing. This is about chasing a feeling, chasing a high that they want to feel. And that's one of the things that I saw that was kind of happening with younger people getting more involved with this. That it was more about you know chasing an emotion through an activity and it wasn't really about trying to invest or you know being patient or the long haul about investing in finances so to me when I hear patients and clients talk about this and jumping into it not knowing a lot about it but knowing what it could do I see more of like the need to to decide on caution 
when you have a substance use background and you got mental health issues and all of a sudden without thinking much about it without looking at the consequences the cost without doing your homework without seeking professional services jumping into this to me raises more flags than would be more of like a yeah go do it yeah this is great for you to me there's more of a side of caution to take so when we look at the first point is you look at the stock market and you look at the connection with gambling and the second point is you look at the connection that it has also with substance use and mental health. You know, the other thing I look at is the third point brings up, you know, stocks, you know, we're talking about gambling, but also now we're looking at like gaming. And the other point is to talk about, it's not just a connection with gambling, but also starting to see some gaming aspects to it. I had someone recently tell me they just started investing and they were getting involved and part of the app or website had them play a slot machine type game that plays a part in their investing. So now we're incorporating a gambling type game into the app for investing. And you hear the term play a lot. And if you're doing something like investing and playing, remember it sounds more like in the realm of gambling or gaming. There was a, a few articles I read about this this kid. He's like I think he was like twenty or twenty one. So, but he died by suicide, thinking he owed seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars to Robinhood, and the family is suing Robinhood. And part of the article that mentions this was the the lawsuit made a quote by saying Robinhood built out its trading platform to look much like a video game to attract young users and minimize the appearance of real world risk. And this is a topic I've been talking about for a while with different substances and behaviors being at the verge where we are seeing multiple type behaviors converging into one. And you can go to YouTube and you can type in Addictions at the Verge. I did a presentation for Your Choice to Live Incorporated and talked about this very same thing where we are seeing a convergence of different behaviors. So when you look at this, now we're talking about stock markets and we're talking about gambling and we're talking about something like gaming. So now is this stock markets? Is it gambling? Is it gaming? But more concerning, is it a combination of the three? So now with smartphone apps and how some of these things are designed, are we seeing some of the things that are incorporated from the gambling arena and field being now included into things like a stock market app or like a trading app? Those are things to pay attention to because you got people who are video gamers and think that maybe they have like a leg up or they could, you know, play the system. That would be concerning if I'm working with someone who has issues related to, you know, video games or problems with video games. So that now has kind of captured my attention as far as now we seeing like this additional piece of gaming added to some that already has a component of gambling. And what can that do to someone who has substance use, mental health issues, someone who 
has problems with video gaming or gambling, that would be a little cautious to me. Once again, that would throw up red flags as far as, well, what, what kind of impact would this have? How would this potentially, you know, what would this do to someone who's in recovery or someone who's using substances or someone who has problems with gambling already? The fact that this took so much attention and grab people's, you know, I don't want to say urge, but all of a sudden people overnight, I'm telling you, were talking about this in sessions and they're talking about now all of a sudden they're engaging in it. And part of me says, you know, if I took away the fact that this was investing and put in another behavior, am I just seeing what I've seen with them before? But now they're just doing it in a new, you know, platform and behavior. So that's why we're talking about it. That's why we're having this discussion. That's why we're exploring these different issues to see where does this fit in with someone who is in recovery, someone who might still be using, someone who might have a problem with gambling or gambling. You know, how does this fit in with what's going on? So, you know, what do we really learn about this ongoing event? Because it's still going to happen and we're going to hear about it for a while. And I think we're just going to hear more about it. And we're going to be seeing some of these things continue to be talked about and discussed. So what can we learn about the stock market in relation to, you know, addiction and recovery and mental health? And I think number one is you have to recognize risk. You must realize that with stock markets and investing, there is risk. When risk is involved, there are costs and consequences. For some people who are professional investors, that is a lot different than an individual person doing it for other reasons. You know, risks are different for everyone. But we must realize that when you decide to do something like this, there is risk. And how that risk can impact us can be greatly different. You know, for those with substance use, mental health, concerns already with gaming or gambling, I would honestly be concerned that suddenly deciding to engage in stock market trading without having any knowledge, without having any experience, without connecting with some professional service or resource, I would consider that to be a high risk. Number two is get educated. There is nothing wrong with wanting to invest, but simply deciding to start trading and doing other things can be a gamble. People can gamble in the stock market, and when you do that, you know, there are concerns. You're moving further away from investing, and this is becoming more of a game or chasing a high or an adrenaline rush. When you start to do that, as someone with the background that I have, the experience that I have and what I do as a counselor and clinical supervisor, now I'm starting to look at this as more of a problem in that area as opposed to this is investing. Now I'm talking to you about your behavior. Now I'm talking to you about the impact it's having on your life. Now I'm talking to you about what's happening as a result and the decisions that you're in and the circumstances that you're facing. This isn't we're talking about investing or we're talking about finances. So it's important to get educated. 
Number three, we want to pay attention. If you have substance use issues, mental health concerns, you have problems with gambling or video games, you have to pay attention to see if engaging in any of these activities is creating that all too familiar feeling. You know, is it creating that rush? Are you seeing it as similar to those other substances or behaviors? Are you becoming preoccupied? Is it having a negative effect on your life and yet you can't stop doing it? At first, there's probably going to be some denial and I can already see people going back to, well, it's investing or it's saving money or making money. But, you know, sooner rather than later, you're going to start to realize, is this basically the same thing that I'm doing when I was chasing drugs or when I was chasing alcohol? Is this the same thing I was doing when I was chasing gambling, you know, chasing going to the casino? If it's for the same feel and the same reason, I would say you're not doing it to invest. You're doing it to fill in that void or to substitute what you stopped doing. So you need to really pay attention. So the tips remember is to one, recognize risk, two, get educated, and three, pay attention. You know, overall, this is a a great and important topic to talk about, not because of it being like a recent headline grabber, but because of everything that can be involved. You know, investing is important. Money is important to a lot of people. Investing done right can be profitable and helpful to a lot of people. Gambling to invest or gambling in the market is not likely to end up well. You know, people with substance use disorders, problems with gambling or gaming, and even mental health concerns, I believe, need to really pay attention to how this could impact their life, you know, their recovery, and how this activity could begin to impact their lives. If you're looking to invest and do all the recommended stuff with being patient, recognizing this is a long game strategy, and utilizing professional resources, it is something you can do. However, if you are looking for a quick money grab, you're getting caught up in this rush and excitement, you might be opening up more doors that could lead back to all too familiar concerns and impact you to a point you didn't think was going to happen. So look at those things and pay attention to what is happening. Look at the decisions being made about it. Am I doing it for the right reason? Am I getting caught up into this emotional storm that is very all too familiar when it comes to substance use, mental health, gaming and gambling so it's important that we talk about these issues because it is starting to incorporate different things and we are starting to see you know that connection with other types of behaviors and it's really important now too because this is problem gambling awareness month and where we can talk about these issues and episode 49 which will be coming up will continue to drive the conversation about gambling and talking about its impact on substance use and mental health. And this is one that helps us to do that. So let me know your thoughts you know, behind all this and what you see is happening in connection with some of the points discussed in this episode. So you'll you know connect with me on social media, on my Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can email at talkingaddictionandrecovery at gmail.com. You know, I want to know has this, you know, Robin Hood, Reddit, and GameStop, 
saga, so to speak, caught your attention as much as it is mine. So connect with us. Let us know what's going on. Want to hear your thoughts on this connection between the stock market and gambling and other areas. As always, I hope you learned something about what is going on and the connection with stocks, gambling, gaming, and the possible impact on recovery and mental health. As always, thanks for listening.